0: hey this is danny coming to you i want to start off by thanking our lord and savior jesus christ for what he did on calvary's cross i want to thank uh brother poor i mean <laughs> yeah, brother steve out there at uh who pine view church of god boy it's early for me pine view church of god Brother Steve out there, I'd like to thank you and uh would uh, like to thank Brother Don for all of his support and prayers and my church, Victory Baptist Church. I'd like to thank this radio station, 93.1. I'd also like to thank 106.9. Uh, I, I thank y'all for, for allowing me to go on the air and, and preach the word of God. I, I do not take this lightly. Um, you know, I was sitting... On the edge of my bed this morning, it was five something in the morning. And and I I started to pray and and, and I don't know. I just started saying, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. And that's all I could say and tears come in my eyes. And man, I do love my Savior. I, I love him more and more each day and I encourage you. If you're just walking and not in love with Jesus, man, fall in love with him. Oh my, if you ever fall in love with Jesus, these things you go through, this life you're living, it won't nearly be as hard as you think it is if you just fall in love with Jesus. You know, if you haven't been told in a while, I just want to tell you, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Sometimes we need to hear that we're loved, and, and and I know it sounds crazy because you say, well, he don't know me, but I, you're right. I don't know your flesh, but I know your soul, and I love your soul, and I want to see your soul make heaven, and and I want to preach to you this morning, and and I hope that I can say something that may encourage you, something that may cause you to examine yourself or examine your walk because I don't want sin to separate you from the love of God. I believe these days, I mean, we're being attacked so many different ways that if you didn't have eyes to see, you wouldn't see it. But if you got eyes to see, my goodness, every commercial they're pushing the homosexual agenda. They're they're defying God. They're defi- they're hating the church. They're hating us. They're they're showing that fornication is okay. They've been showing that for years. That what's the point in getting married? That every single show, just about every one of them, talks about sex, and they don't never talk about getting married. And now all of a sudden marriage is unnecessary and 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 that's against the word of God do you see the attack it's a demonic attack the devil's trying to break up the family dynamic he don't want it to be a husband and a wife and a, a, a child and he, he he wants us to i mean come on people we're living in a time when 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 people can't look in the mirror and see if they're a boy or a girl Is that not crazy to you? Does that not bother you that the devil has deceived the nations? The devil has deceived the people? And that we give honor to it and say it's okay for you to choose what sex you want to be? And and, and I told y'all, I I don't know when, but I know I told it on the air, and I'm telling it again that my niece is in a college in Louisiana to be a a four-year RN. And they're telling her that they're fixing to start putting non-gender on birth certificates till the baby gets to be around four or five, somewhere up in there. And he or she gets to pick what gender they're going to put on their birth certificate. I mean, these babies just barely potty trained good. And you're going to give them a decision like that? I I, I don't think so. But when we go along with it, to say nothing is to agree with it to not take a stand is to agree with it. you know i i I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you a quick story one time I, I when I was a deputy, they called me and said there was somebody on the side of the road that had a flat tire and needed some help. Well, I'm all about that, you know what i'm saying i'm I'm going to help a woman change a tire. I'm going to help someone that's Disabled to change a tire or, or, you know, uh, but when I get there, it's this six foot four man, healthy as an ox, 280 pounds. And this man tells me he just got his nails did and he can't change his tire. Well, let me tell you what I did. I told him he had two choices. I'll get my jack out of the back of his trunk because he said he didn't have a jack. And I was tell him step by step how to change his own tire or he could call a wrecker. He said he didn't have money for a wrecker. So I set the jack down and I sat on my car. I leaned against my car and told him step by step how to change his tire. I ain't about that. Man, me and I'm talking about effeminate men that's one of the things in this verses but effeminate men men get a job get some dirt under them fingernails get some grease on your face become a man get out of that house get out there in that yard and rake, cut some wood up trim some trees take a motor apart change it do something fathers teach your sons how to change the alternator find the old car and take it apart and put it back together. Do I mean come on? Even my girl, I taught my girls how to change. I got a daughter that can do more mechanic than most men. I mean, t- teach your girls how to cook. I taught my girls how to cook. My uh, well, most of my girls know how to sew. It's not feminine to sew. I sew. I, my mama taught me to sew. But whenever you act like a girl, that's effeminate. You're a man. Be a man. You know, I taught my wife how to cook. There's some great cooks as men. That's not being effeminate. Effeminate men is is when you're sissified. Transgenders, the things that we see, homosexuality. When the Bible talks about effeminate men, he's talking about sissy men. Men, get up and be a man. But that ain't what the devil wants. He wants weak men. Because men are the leaders of the home, and if he takes their leaders away, the rest of the family will fall. Or maybe there'll be no family at all. Here in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, he's talking to the Corinthian church. It's important that you understand that he's talking to church members. When I read these scriptures, keep in your mind who he's talking to. They're having disputes in the church and arguments and they're wanting to sue each other. They're they're arguing among themselves in the very first verse there any of you having a matter against another go to law before the unjust and not before the saints. He's saying y'all y'all need to take these matters. And keep them in the church. But could you imagine today the preacher coming up to two members of the church and saying, let's settle this? No. We say, don't you judge me. But Paul is saying right here, we're supposed to have sense enough to judge one another. That if I'm in sin, if I've done something wrong... I'd love one person and the pastor supposed to come to me and say, Hey, Danny. You overcharged this person. Danny, I believe that, that, uh, that you, 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 you become a drunk or Danny, you gossip. Danny, you're a liar. We supposed to be able to judge one another out of love, but instead we got the idea. We so full of pride. Don't you dare talk about me. Don't you dare, dare, dare say anything about me. You can't judge me. Only God can judge me. And that's the scariest thing to ever say. Man don't know everything you did. You can lie to a man. You can lie to the pastor. But I'm telling you, God knows everything you did. I'd rather be judged by man 10 million times than I had to be judged by God one time. There's nothing he don't know that i done. He knows my thoughts. He knows my intentions. He knows everything about me. But you see, we've become a a people of pride till we never examine ourselves. Why is that person mad at me all the time? Well, maybe you did something to them unconsciously. Maybe they found out you gossiped about them. Maybe they 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 have been told a lie that you said something. You don't know. But maybe it's you. Maybe it's you. I, I, I was supposed to be the best man at a wedding one time, and, and, and this guy had... I I, he, I was at his house. We was talking about the marriage and everything. And I didn't know. The, I said, where are you getting married? He said, I'm getting married over Alabama. I said, why Alabama? He said, because I've been married seven times in Mississippi. That's the limit. They I can't get married again in Mississippi. And as a joke, as a joke, I said, he, he started talking about how crazy the women was. I said, as a joke, I said, you ever thought it might be the man in the mirror? Listen. I wasn't there much longer it got so uncomfortable I made the guy so mad I I could see him steaming I left but guess what he never called me to tell me what day to go get my tuxedo I wasn't the best man no more I didn't even get invited to the wedding I never found out where it was but it was all seven women's fault it was never his fault he was the perfect husband. We never look at ourselves. I guarantee you 90 plus percent of the time it's the man in the mirror. But we always say it ain't me. It ain't me. Jesus said get the beam out your eye before you get the little bitty stick out of somebody else's. Work on yourself and you'll have a full time job. Now, these people in Corinthians, let me get to the scripture because I'm already 11 minutes into a sermon. I ain't got to the scripture. The scripture's important. He says, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, I'm starting at verse 9. He said, Know ye not? that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God remember he's talking to the church and he's saying the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God the unrighteous those that are not living through the righteousness of Jesus Christ we have no righteousness of our own we are as filthy rags Isaiah said all of our righteousness is filthy rags there's nothing good about me there's nothing good about you the only good thing you have going for you is your faith in Jesus Christ. Apart from that there is no good thing about no human. I'm not going to sit here and tell you you good because you ain't. We all fall short of the glory of God. Know that without Jesus Christ you are hell bound. Without Jesus Christ you will be where there is wailing and gnashing of teeth. I don't care how much integrity you got. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how much money you give. I don't care about your attendance at church. I don't care how many orphans you feed how many jails you go to preach at if you don't have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior you have no righteousness about you you are unrighteous and headed to a place called hell you see these people here in Corinthians they thought their sin was light they took no fault to how horrible their sin was they took their sin lightly they had no fear of God they lived like they wanted to live and went to church regularly they thought it was okay to go into the church with an unrighteous life. They thought it was okay to go to church and not even examine themselves. How can we dare go into church one way and come out the same? Never make mockery of grace. Never sit back and say, well, God's grace covers me so I can lie. I can steal. I can cheat. I can gossip. I can do these things. He said, no, know ye not the unrighteousness shall not inherit. earth. Never make a mockery. Of grace. Never say grace has got me. Grace is powerful. Grace is beautiful. But Paul said shall you sin that grace may more abound? He said God forbid. Grace is for the mistakes. Grace is not for the deliberate. He says be Not deceived that's something going on right now people are so deceived they think the right is wrong and the wrong is right Isaiah 5 said in the last days that's what people would say that, 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 that the wrong is right and the right is wrong can you not see they're telling us that homosexuality is right and a man and a woman is wrong that what God ordained is it, it was a mistake God don't make mistakes God didn't make no homosexual God didn't make no transvestite if you have those tendencies is because of, of of the lifestyle you chose to live i'm telling you if you have homosexual tendencies it would better for you to take a vow of celibacy and commit yourself to the church and never have sex again than to go with a man and end up in a place called hell i'm trying to talk to you i want to love on you i want to tell you the truth i don't want you to go to hell he says listen to what he says Be not deceived, neither fornicators. Don't think I'm just on the homosexual. Fornicators is the ones that's having sex that ain't married. You think that's okay. You think you can just have sex with a woman and not be married. He said put a ring on that finger. The only sex God ordains is between a husband and a wife. Not a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Not common law marriage. Not two that shacking. We can't get married because of a check. We can't get married because Mama said no. Whatever excuse you got, it is lame and it won't stand up when you get judged by God. That will be thrown out of the court. I'm telling you that. You hear me? That will be thrown out. That will be dismissed. You have no excuse. If you can't marry that woman for some reason, then you take a vow of celibacy until you can. You move out of the house. You stay in the shed. You do something. Sleep in a different bedroom. But I'm telling you, that sin of fornication will bust you up in hell right beside the gossiper, the liar, the murderer, the thief, the rapist. You will burn an eternal hell. He said, no idolaters. How many idolatries do we have? We have the God of television. We have the God of faith book the god of fishing the god of hunting the god of pornography the god of all just everything else whatever you put before god is your god what do you do most is it your job oh Uh oh the preacher's meddling now is it your job do you care more about making that money than you do going to the house of God? Do you say I can have my own church? I can pray while I'm at work. He said forsake not the assembly coming together. You're supposed to go to church. I know that there's some jobs where you can't go to church but they sometimes you can go to a Wednesday night service. You can go to a Sunday night service. You can get to church somehow some way you can get to church. He says no adulterers. This is, this is somebody that married but having sex with somebody they ain't married to i want to break these down so you are clearly understanding who he's talking about these people in the church was doing these things in corinthian they took this lightly they had no fear of god they didn't think there was nothing wrong with the way they was living so he's telling them judge yourselves judge one another's Know you not you can't do these things if you call yourself a christian nor effeminate there we go that's what i was talking about sissified men transvestites he said get up and get out and get some dirt under them fingernails don't be a sissified man you're supposed to be the leader of a house you're supposed to be the man of the house You have the most important role of the job in the family. You're supposed to be willing to die for your family, to put your life on the line for your family. He said that you should love your wife like Christ loved the bride and Christ gave his life for the bride. We're supposed to be strong men. We're supposed to be manly men in the house of God, and in in, in your home. In your home, you're supposed to be a man. You're supposed to make decisions. You're supposed to take your family what the word of God says you are the priest of the home even if your wife won't let you be he said Nor abusers of themselves with mankind abusers of themselves with mankind homosexuality all these different things we do to ourselves how we abuse ourselves we abuse ourselves with alcohol with drugs with with, with, with Many different things. But I got to keep going. I'm up to 19 minutes. Boy, I hate being on the time clock. Nor thieves. How many of us have stole? Probably every single person I'm talking to. Even when you was a kid, you stole something. He said, nor thieves, nor covetous, wanting something that ain't yours. That's coveting. It's a one of the Ten Commandments. He said, don't covet thy neighbor's ass nor his wife. In other words, you don't want his donkey. So when you sit there and you say, boy, I wish I had that truck. I wish I had that house. I wish I had this. I wish Like you learn to be content with what you got. There's nothing wrong with desiring to have better things. But when it becomes covetous, when your heart gets set on it, and that's all you can think about, now you're coveting. There's nothing wrong with improving, but there's definitely something wrong with coveting. He said, nor drunkards. Oh, no. Nor drunkards. Nor revilers. Listen, this is people that argue and fight all the time. No matter what you say, they got something against it. No matter what you say, they got a comeback. No matter what you do, they got a smart aleck mouth. They're revilers. They holler. They scream. Are you a reviler? Nor extortioner shall inherit the kingdom of God. But listen, once you got born again, once you become a new creature in Christ, once you got saved, once you got baptized, once you got washed in the blood, this is what he said. And such were some of you. I'm asking you this morning. Was that you? But you now have been changed. He said you are washed. But you are sanctified. But you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. And by the spirit of our God. Is that you today? Are those things you sinned. Those things you did. Are they things of the past? You see if it is. God don't care about your past. He cares about your future. Today you can repent if one of those were you. If you know you're living in sin. Today you have the wonderful gift of repentance. You can say, Lord, I'm sorry for what I've done. I repent. That means I'm not going to do it no more. That means I'm going to stop doing wrong and start doing right. I'm going to turn around from the world and face the cross. I'm going to turn my back on the things of this world and face the cross. Stay focused on the author and the finisher of my faith. Lord, forgive me for where I have failed you. Forgive me for my gossip, my lying, my stealing, my, my covetousness, my revilings, whatever it is. Say, Lord, forgive me this day and learn to repent every day. The Bible says to pick up your cross, die to yourself daily is what Jesus told us. He said, all things are lawful to me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Listen what he said. Meat for the belly and belly for meat, but God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication. The body is not for fornication, sleeping around without being married, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Your body is for Christ. Your body belongs to him. He redeemed you. He paid a price for you. He paid the ultimate price. You wasn't bought with gold or silver or diamonds or pearls. You was bought with the precious blood of the lamb. The blood of Jesus Christ paid for you. The blood of a God. The blood of Jesus Christ. The Messiah, the anointed one, died for you. He bought you. He said, no, you're not. Your bodies are the members of Christ. Shall I take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. Don't you know he calls us adulterers and adulterers? Do you know the Bible? Do you know the book of Hosea? He told Hosea to go marry a prostitute. He married Gomer and, and he loved Gomer and, and she ran off and played the prostitute and Gomer loved her and he went and paid. He bought her back and he paid more than what she was worth and then she he come back home and he loved on her and he forgave her and he had kids with her and she ran off and played the harlot again and he went and paid for it and he brought her back and he loved on her and he forgave her and she went out again and played the hearted and God said Hosea this is how my people do me this is how we do God he blesses us he keeps us and we play the hearted. we go out and live like we want to with no thought of sin no thought of unrighteous no thought of lying no thought of gossiping we sin against the holy God every day with no thought of it We play the harlot. God forbid we do this. Pay attention to how you live. He said what? Know ye not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body for two? Saith he shall be one flesh? How can you be? He said, but he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. You can't be a harlot and be joined to the Lord. You can't do it. Because if you're joined to the Lord, you are one spirit. The two become one. He comes to live inside you. Listen to this. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth, it was without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. The sin of fornication is against your own body. Listen to this. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God? And you are not your own. For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body. And in your spirit. Which are God's. If you have been born again. If you. Say you're saved. Act like it. Don't be joined to the body of the world. Let sin not be named once among you. Flee fornication. Flee every sin. Can you be a perfect? No. But can you repent daily? Yes. Now when you repent from something, that means you don't keep doing it. You can't say, I'm repent from lying and lie. I repent from lying and lie. I repent from lying and lie. That's not repentance. Repentance is when you say, I will not look at pornography again. Then guess what? You don't look at pornography again. And when it becomes a struggle, not to drink, not to look at pornography, not to gossip, whatever it is you're repenting from, you hit your knees and you pray and you say, God, I need help with this. I don't want to do it. I, I, I need to get my flesh under control. I need to get my body in subjection to your word. I want to live by your word. Lord Jesus, please help me. And he will. But you got to take the first step. He's not going to magically do it for you. But I promise you, from experience, I can tell you that whatever you're facing, Christ will be with you. He will help you. He will guide you. He will direct you. He will keep you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He said, lo, I will be with you. To the end of the earth. What a friend we have in Jesus. Amen. I'm going to close in prayer. I hope you have a great day at church. If you can't get out to church. For some reason. Make sure you spend this day with the Lord. Get your Bibles out. Follow along with the preacher. I sure hope you follow along with me. Listen to this warning I'm going to give you. Never listen to a preacher without your Bible in your lap. You follow him word for word. Study your word of God. So that you won't be deceived. That you won't be led astray. There's a lot of churches out there today. That is okay in homosexual marriage. That is okay in homosexual preachers. You ask why that is wrong? Because they are not repenting from their sin. It don't matter if that preacher is a homosexual or a drunkard or a gossiper or a liar or a covetous man. If he is not repenting, he is disqualified from that pulpit. But if y'all sit under that preacher and you know he should be disqualified, woe unto you. Because if the what happens is that's how you get deceived. If the preacher can do it, I could do it. Preachers, we're supposed to set the standard for the church. I know that most pastors are doing what's right, but there's some out there that ain't and i pray for pastors i pray for them because they have a very tough job and sometimes it can overwhelm them and sometimes they can make mistakes and if your pastor repents that's different if you need to repent though daily when's the last time you repented I'm close in prayer. I got but a few seconds. Father God in heaven, we love you. We praise you. In your son's name we pray. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did on Calvary's cross. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for living inside of us and guiding us and teaching us. Father, forgive us for where we have failed you. Lord, help us this day to repent, to turn from our sins. Lord, help us to repent from whatever it is we're doing wrong against you lord if we is to sin we don't know about it show us our sin because we don't want nothing to separate us from you we want to walk as close as we can to you we want to be separate from the world we want to be precious to you we thank you and we love you in jesus name we pray